Welcome to Montgomery County Today. I'm Jen Harris, and joining me is County Administrator Craig Meadows. We're here to talk about the first Board of Supervisors meeting of 2023. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Happy New Year, everyone. It's good to be here. On January 9th, the board held their first meeting of the year, 2023. As with every first meeting of the year, uh, we have several items that have to be addressed uh, at that first meeting. And the first and foremost is the election of the chair and vice chair for the new year. Uh, serving as chair for 2023 uh, is Sherry Blevins. Sherry is uh, continu continuing that role from 2022. And also uh, serving as vice chair for 2023 is Supervisor Mary Biggs. Mary is also continuing that role from the past year as well. That is, um, so that's the second time. So I think 2022 was the first time that two women served in the role at the same time of chair and vice chair. And uh, Chair right. Blevins, yeah, that's exciting that they get to do it. And um, they uh, endearingly refer to themselves as the B team, Blevins and Biggs. So that's fun. <laughs> they are not the B team. Everyone that's, on our board are part of the A team. That's right. <laughs> but uh, Chair Blevins was initially elected to the Board of Supervisors in 2019, and uh, Vice Chair Biggs was initially elected in 1996. So uh, they have some experience, and they did a great job leading us last year, and we're looking forward to the leadership this year. But in addition to participating in the Board of Supervisors meetings, what does it mean that they're chair and vice chair? What what does that entail for them? Well, the short answer I always tell folks is is it means more meetings. <laughs> probably uh, the chair and vice chair probably, and this is probably a conservative estimate, they probably attend 40 to 60 additional meetings during the year that the other board members don't have to attend. And that's just due to their role as as chair and vice chair. There's a number of liaison committees and other groups that the chair and the vice chair are actively involved with. Um, the other big thing that the chair and vice chair do is they provide uh, guidance and leadership to the staff as we work to develop agendas for the board meetings during the year. Um, you know, the board meetings are an opportunity for uh, the board to address policy issues, address issues of concern, um, within the county organization and they take action on a number of those. But many times the chair and vice chair are involved in helping us craft those agendas and making sure that we balance meetings so that we don't have meetings that go on till two or three in the morning. Um, and so their, their role is primarily guidance and oversight um, and strategic leadership. Um, when we have agenda reviews twice a month to review the agendas, it's also an opportunity uh, for senior staff to talk to the chair and vice chair about upcoming issues and concerns and to get their thoughts uh, many times before we take that out to the full board. So uh, meetings and leadership, those are the two big things I can say that the chair and vice chair uh, are involved with over and above just their regular duties as a board member. Well, that sums it up pretty nicely. Thank you for that. Now, at the first meeting of every new year, there are several items that the board discusses. They call them their organizational matters, and uh, they include setting the meeting dates, rules of order, and parliamentary 
procedures, as well as establishing the code of ethics and standards of conduct. So that's a typical thing that is that the norm for most every elected body? It is. It is. Um, each year at, at that first meeting, uh, as I say, it's mainly to reaffirm a lot of things, reaffirm the uh, rules of order, uh, the code of conduct, which is something that not all elected bodies do. And I'm very thankful that uh, our elected body does that. It spells out how the board will interact uh, on various issues and interact with staff, interact with each other. Uh, it's quite it's quite impressive, and uh, I would encourage citizens, if they're interested in learning more about those, to look at uh, the website, montva.com. Uh, those are all out there. There's uh, 21 rules that uh, the board has established for that. Uh, also, it's uh, established, as I call it, very mundane things like, when are the meetings going to be this year? Uh, where are we going to meet? Uh, we're required to post our public meeting schedule and we're also required to post where those meetings will be held. They have to be in a public space. that's easily accessible by citizens. Um, that of course is here at the government center in the boardroom, but occasionally it's been a while, but occasionally the board will have meetings outside of this building. But um, those are the things, uh, the organizational housekeeping matters that have to be addressed at the first meeting each year. So one thing that I, you mentioned, uh, accessibility, the public needs accessibility to the meetings. Uh, but one thing I'd like to point out is that for actually a couple of years now, our board has taken that to a new level and um, we they've been live streaming all of their public meetings. So um, that's something that anybody, they're also recorded. So if you miss it uh, the day of, you can go back and view all of the board meetings and they can be viewed on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Montgomery VA. Um, but something else happens, big happens at this time of year, and um, we start discussing the budget for the next fiscal year. So that yeah, happened. That, that is hard to believe. You know, I'm um, I'm really dating myself when I tell you that this will be my 35th municipal budget that I've worked on in my career. Uh, so I think I've, I think I'm getting the hang of it. Uh, you know, it's, uh, we've done these, I've done these for a long time. My first budget was the fiscal year 1989 budget in the city of Mount Airy, North Carolina. So uh, if I remember right, that budget was $9 million. You know, the budget here is going to be well in excess of 220, 230 million. So uh, times have changed a lot. I'm sure Mount Aries isn't just not me anymore either, but um, their population is, might be a little different. That is, it is. Yeah. They've grown quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it is time to begin work on the fiscal year 2024 budget. There's a number of challenges uh, with this upcoming budget. As folks that may have been following us know, we had a reassessment recently and those property values for the reassessment came in um, on average about 30% higher than they were when the assessment was done four years ago. Um, there are still opportunities for folks that are upset about that or concerned about their reassessment to appeal that and that's on our website as well, the process for doing that. Um, so also when you have a, a reassessment year, you have to determine what the revenue neutral tax rate is. And that means what 
is the tax rate. What would the tax rate be to generate uh, the same amount of revenue plus 1%? That's, uh, that's to cover the cost of the reassessment, but basically the same revenue uh, that you currently have. And so we'll be looking at what that revenue neutral tax rate would be. Uh, I can tell you that right now we're at 89 cents. I'm sure the revenue neutral rate is probably going to be in the low 70s. So that's a big change. Uh, we'll be looking at that in more detail. And also just the normal growth uh, during the year of the other budget line. Sales taxes continued to be strong. Uh, personal property taxes have continued to be strong. So a lot of work in determining the revenue side of the equation and also looking at the various requests from, from the departments. Uh, the plan right now is I will be presenting the recommended budget to the book, my recommended budget to the board uh, at their last February meeting, which I believe is February 27th. Um, and uh, last night we did have a public hearing on the fiscal year 24 budget. That public hearing is uh, the first step in the process, and that's just to allow citizens to comment on what they would like to see in the fiscal 24 budget. We didn't have anybody speak at the public hearing last night. However, there will be ample opportunities uh, for the citizens to address the board as we go through the budget process, not only at regular board meetings, uh, but there is a special uh, public hearing that will be in early April just for receiving comments on the proposed budget. So uh, it's it's getting to be the busy time of year for budget, for sure. Yeah, and as you mentioned, so citizens, they can speak at any of the uh, public hearings, that, such as the one that we had last meeting, January 9th, but also during um, the public address portion of any Board of Supervisors meeting. Uh, a citizen can speak. So they have four minutes to do so and uh, they can speak about whatever they want, but if it happens to be the budget, they're more than welcome to do so. Uh, also, we do have the public address portion uh, of the meeting occurs on every agenda. There's another item that occurs every meeting and that is the consent agenda. I know we've talked about that before, but it's a new year. Let's talk about it again. <laughs> what exactly is that consent agenda? Well, consent agenda uh, items are just items that are routine business. And, uh, you know, the best examples I can give of, of consent agenda items are approval of minutes. Um, you know, that's usually non-controversial, you know, minutes are minutes. And uh, so they're on consent agenda. Many times appropriations that are routine in nature for various funding uh items, their own consent agenda as well. Uh, the, 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 what we try to do with consent agenda in order to expedite the meeting and make it more efficient with the board is anything that we pretty much feel is going to pass unanimously anyway, without any discussion, we add to consent agenda. Now, items that are on consent agenda, any board member can ask that they be pulled off consent agenda and placed on the regular agenda if they want to have discussion of that item. So uh, <clears throat> hopefully uh, that's happened a few times over the years and um, that's that's totally fine. Some some governing bodies don't have consent agendas, but to me that's that just makes the meetings a little more inefficient if you've got to take separate actions on 
a lot of those routine items. Well, another housekeeping type deal thing that the board covered at their January 9th meeting was voting on their annual appointments to the various boards and commissions that they serve on. And I've had the opportunity to sit through a couple of these. And I got to say, I'm pretty sure January 9th was pretty easy at that meeting. It, it there was. There were zero changes. There were zero changes. And, and uh, sometimes that happens. Uh, you know, we didn't have any changeover in the board. Uh, there were no new electeds at the beginning of this year. So the same seven were there and the same chair and vice chair uh, continued on. So uh, it was fairly routine last night, but the seven um, elected board members serve on an additional 14 separate boards and commissions. And some of those appointments are predetermined because the chair and the vice chair automatically serve as representatives on certain boards and commissions. But others are up to the individual board members as to who wants to serve on which board or commission. And so um, you're right. Last night it came up that it would pretty much be the same. And the board chair just simply asked, does anybody want to change or step down from any of their appointments? And no one did. So it, it moved right along. Short and sweet. Uh, to see the various appointments, you can visit our website at montva.com and view the Board of Supervisors page. We list who serves on which board and commission. And there was one thing that happened at the January 9th, January 9th meeting that was outside of the routine annual first meeting agenda items. And that was the item of lighting at Creed Fields. So I'm sure you have some things to say about that. Oh, yes. We're very excited to uh, have that approved by the board at the meeting on January 9th, uh, the lighting at the fields. Uh, we finished Creed Fields in the last, I guess, in the last year and opened it to the public and are using it for a lot of parts and rents events. However, it didn't have lights and that limits the use of the facilities in the evenings. Um, but the lighting of these fields will allow extended use of the park and the ball fields uh, by our parks and rec staff and our citizens. Uh, we'll have uh, rec programs that are that are uh, programmed there for use. But um, when those things are going on as well, there's walking trails down there. There's a pavilion down there. And when those lights are on, it extends the use for citizens who just want to stop by and walk some laps or sit at a picnic table and have a have a late dinner or something. That is very exciting news. So we're excited to see that uh, those lights be installed and that use maybe even by baseball. I don't know. I didn't get the timeline. I don't know if spring baseball. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point. I'm not sure of the timeline as well. I know um, with supply chain issues that continue and everything else, I'm not sure when those lights would be placed. But now that it's approved, we can get all that moving and we'll certainly give everyone an update at a future meeting about when that will be done yes very exciting so thank you so much that about wraps up the big items that were discussed at the january 9th meeting um thank you for stopping by to recap that if you ever want to learn more about the board of supervisors in general or the items that we didn't discuss today from the january 9th agenda we hope you'll visit our website at montva.com Thanks, Jen. It's always a pleasure to provide insight to everyone about the great work that is done by the Board of Supervisors and also the great work that's done every day by our staff. Happy New Year, everybody.